All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we have here today with us the CEO and founder of Funnel Flows, uh, Mr. Michael Michaelis. I get that right? Jacob. Oh, Michaelis. Jacob Michaelis. See, there's too many mics. In, oh, all right. <laughs> Jacob Michaelis. Now I got, got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, my, my, uh, my name is No Picnic. Uh, and, you know, so you're, you're used to, uh, you're, you're getting used to uh, that same abuse. As I right. Saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it is confusing whenever the last name is almost like a first name, and uh, so yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it most of my life. Some somehow or another mixed up or mispronounced. Either way. Well, thanks for for joining uh, in, in here today to talk about uh, talk about funnel flows, the background, the story behind funnel flows. Um, so why don't you uh, start at the beginning, wherever that is? Take us back to uh, how how we got into making this tool uh was it out of your own need was it was there a, a market uh situation that you saw an opportunity for how did we get here to creating uh funnel flows yeah so um i have a marketing agency and i started out um 13 years ago freelancing and then rolled it into having my own client base and it's just been one of those things where um i would always have these conversations with clients about you know what we could do for them in the digital space and there was always this disconnect kind of like a deer in the headlights you know look where the web was mysterious but they would kind of trust me but didn't really understand things and that doesn't really establish a lot of confidence when you're having those you know client um, communication that like those initial proposal meetings and all that and especially whenever you know the idea of funnels started becoming more and more popular and more necessary to really help businesses succeed online. Um, you know, the, the talk about websites, it, it was a little bit more, you know, there's DIY services out there and all that. So the, as that conversation shifted, people were really trying to figure out like what, um, how does this work? How does this apply to my business? I just don't understand it. So um, having a designer background, I just started trying to, you know, plan this out. So I've done why, like um, site maps and stuff for clients before, just when I was doing strictly websites. And, and, and the idea to me was real simple because I would just basically show them the same structure of pages and just arrange it into something that they could, they could understand. Now the icing on the cake for them was I could personalize that content enough where they could actually see how it applies to their business. So I don't just say like, well, here's an opt-in page and there's a form here and this is an upsell. They don't have a clue what an upsell means. So once you start personalizing it to that business, the light bulbs go off, they understand what you're showing them and the trust level goes through the roof. So really the funnel flows, like the, the origin story is just that, that need for visual communication to instill the confidence with whether it's clients or your team, you know, get everyone on the same page because strategy, strategy is such a, um, you know, like a, a, a cloud, like a, a head concept, right? Like how do you visualize strategy? And that's sort of where, you know, a lot of tools out there now um, are trying to do a better and better job at actually communicating that. So this all has roots for you in as far as communicating with the client, landing a new client and and wanting to build them a website, you know, where, where it started with you as websites. And just even only with that, trying to show them this is what we're going to build. These are the pages. And I mean, I guess it sounded like you were customizing um, those visuals, the, the pages, 
to uh, to each and every client? Was it was this even before you closed them so that you could close them to communicate that? Absolutely, yeah. So actually, I used to do the proposals like ten page proposals with a bunch of text. And what happens every single time if you watch someone when you hand them a proposal? they usually try to flip to the last page wherever the price number is. So all, this, all the time you've spent um, writing up a proposal and trying to really sell them on everything and, and what your skill set is and your past work and all this, all this junk, they're trying to get to the price. And so people have seen those proposals a million times. And so I just started, instead of doing the proposal, I would show them this, this funnel flow and, and say, this is my plan. Um, this is how it's going to make your business money. And this is what it costs to implement it. Um, are you on board or not? You know, it, it, it kind of just cut to the chase real quick because, you know, yeah. if I don't already have the no like and trust factor built at that point, um, sometimes the proposal can just be a formality, but I think that a lot of people use that, you know, send me the proposal sort of as like the soft no, you know, that they'll, they'll want to see it and maybe the price might change their mind. They're not really convinced, but if I can sit in a room with somebody or on a video chat like this or anything like, you know, where I'm, I'm talking to them and showing them, if I can, if I can get them to understand what my plan is, it's a new, it's a whole different level of trust authority, because now you're basically showing your cards. You're like, this is how I'm going to build it. You're not telling them, you know, the technology stack and all that, but you're giving them that blueprint of the high level this content leads to this, you know, page and that page is going to lead to this offer. You start building that picture, painting the picture for their business. It's a much easier sell than we're, you know, we're a decade old, um, you know, team and we've done this kind of work and we're going to offer these little, you know, trinkets and widgets to your site. And it's going to have this beautiful stock photo on it or whatever. So it's just, it's a totally different conversation to do that. And I think that, um, for me, it just, it transitions it into even just being even like a master plan to look back later and say, you know, okay, this is what we have now. How can we build on that and expand um, what we've started? Where are the weak spots? And so it always gives you like a reference point to go back. And that's something that um, I don't know how many projects you've ever dealt with where you're dealing with someone else's work. Um, but like in the digital space, you know, we're talking a few decades worth of, of, website transitions and, and rebuilds and, and companies have been around for a little while, but very few have a sense of all the parts and pieces they actually do have available. And when you build something like this, where you can, where you can just show all that planned out, mapped out, um, it really gives a better sense of what you're using, what's working and, and kind of be able to assess, you know, what, what you need to do for your business. So before you actually created the software for funnel flows, um, you were showing clients at least page layouts and then eventually, you know, the page to page, um, journey of, uh, of, of their customer or potential customer. Um, how, how were you doing that at first? Um, I mean, I was, I was using just basic graphics tools, you know, to try to put together, you know, little thumbnails and stuff. And I would just send over a PDF, um, it wasn't anything. The problem that I experienced later into the, the development of the actual software of Funnel Flows, um, since I had a design background, I knew all of the applications and all the little things that I could do, like my skill set to actually build a high quality visual. But not all the not a lot of businesses have you know, the people that are doing um, the sales presentations. Uh, they don't have access. They're not like sit, working in Photoshop 
or Illustrator, you know, they're not using these right. tools, these visual tools all the time. So for me, it was an easy, it was an easy build and it kind of set me apart. But, um, you know, at that time, we were talking almost three years ago now, it, it was just, it was easier for me to build that, but it was definitely not uh, scalable. Like it wasn't, you know, a broad concept. So whenever I had to try to bring this idea to market, um, I knew that for me, I, I knew a certain bit of programs that I could work in and just to kind of test the waters. I thought, well, I'll just put it out there and provide some graphics to people that might help them have better conversations and, and just kind of see where it goes. And that, that's sort of where the, the MVP minimum viable product came about. Yeah. And yeah, I, I guess the concept being, Hey, I, I needed to, uh, to get some graphic elements together that helps myself to present these things faster to clients. I know there's a need for that for other people to do the same thing. Um, I'm going to put this graphic set out there if for what Photoshop and all these different platforms yeah, and, uh, and, and, and offer that up and just see if, see if there's a demand for it. And that kind of went crazy, didn't it? It did. Yeah. So I, I threw, I threw together a, um, a little teaser video, if you will, um, that just showed what the output, like what the result was on the backside. And, and it wasn't very, um, clear not by design but i just you know it was just the idea of like you can use these graphics to produce this result if that's interesting and you can get on a wait list um the wait list racked up over five thousand um signups on it in a matter of about a month and so that sort of then lit a fire on me like now i have to actually finish <laughs> building out the package for uh, for these people and yeah. and that that led to um a launch in October of uh, 2017. And it was funny because I had a lot of people that loved it just as it was. Um, it was, it was functional for them. You know, most people have either a legal or illegal copy of things like Photoshop and Illustrator and all those. Yeah. So it, it was something that um, they had enough access to the tool uh, to figure it out, but it wasn't like they were, they weren't necessarily proficient in it. Uh, but there was also a huge number of people almost I mean, looking back, almost a 50-50 split of people that were saying, um, why do I have to get another piece of software to, to use this? Like, where's, where's that in between? Or why don't you just have your own software? And then so, you know, of course, light bulb, I, I started figuring out <laughs> it's just how that to build the I'll, software. I'll just whip up the software real quick. and then... <laughs> Right, yeah, just give me a few months. I'll turn <laughs> that around for you real quick. I mean, despite the fact that you had it in, I don't even know how many different... Uh, for made specifically for different platforms yeah. and you'd release, Oh, now we're going to come out with it for this platform. Now we're going to come out with it. And I got together with you. I was like, please, please, please make one I could use in, in Google draw or Google yeah. slides or something like that. Uh, which, which you did. Um, and so, yeah. I, and so the need you said about 50, 50 split there or about 50% of the people that were on your list bugging you to just make a platform you know, and right. easy. So tell us about the process of, of doing that. Yeah. So it's actually, you know, being a web developer um, is a whole different skill set than being a software developer, right? So there's, there's different, you know, programming languages and all that. So um, that's a journey that, that even to this day, it's a learning process for me. Like I didn't start out to be um, a SaaS developer or a SaaS founder. So, you know, just scaling that, um, getting the, the, the team together to be able to build the software um, just to do things smart. Like, you know, there's not been any investment put into it. So that, 
that that initial launch three year two and a half years ago um, was the was the primer or the the kindling, if you will, that has fueled the next iteration to the next to the next. So it's been self funding this entire time. There's not been any any you know capital investment. Um, so learning that you know the bootstrap journey of being a SaaS founder, knowing that there's a mass that like every year you know thousands of SaaS companies are born and die. You know it's just a cycle. Um, so I think that you know we're in a really good spot being able to establish. Um, that there is a need. People do like the way that funnel flows works for, for um, you know, their use case. And, um, you know, definitely there's lots of other tools out there. And one thing that I tell people a lot is it's rarely about the tool, right? You know, you could use a whiteboard, a sticky note system on your wall or, or whatever. Um, but there, there's a difference in when you pick the right tool for your need and for that job, then it's really just a matter of what fits in your workflow and and that's just something like it made my life easier to build that and i still run an agency today i actually um, i refuse to um, shut down the agency because i feel like if i'm serving this market um, oh, yeah. in, in the marketing industry if it's freelancers mm -hmm. um, agencies consultants or even small businesses i need to be boots on the ground i need to be putting my dollars and putting my uh, career on the line my name on the line from for clients to say in 2020, this is what's working now. This is what I'm putting my, my clients through. This is what I'm testing and, and, and really using that to shift, um, you know, make sure the conversation stays relevant. And it also influences how um, the software comes about and how, how useful it is uh, for, you know, the customers. So it brings us to, you know, who does have the need? Who's the tool for? Uh, and we know that there are a number of other uh, different kinds of options on the market. So who's going to get the most out of this? Who's it for? I guess, you know, anybody who's running a digital agency like yourself, um, but then where are they going to use this in their business? We talked about closing clients, giving them a visual. Walk, walk us through that a little bit. Who's this perfect for? Those are listening right now that goes, that's the one for me. Speak yeah, to that. So, so I, I would say if you are trying to build a full scope marketing plan. So one thing that I, I talk about a lot to my clients is um, it's never about just build me a website. And in the funnel world, it's never about um, a lead capture funnel or a sales funnel or webinar funnel. Those are but a small sliver of your entire marketing plan and that customer journey. So, you know, Ron Dice talks about the, the customer value journey a lot. And, and to me, there's, there's a lot of, of validity to that because there's an entire spectrum of customer awareness and the stuff that you're building today, it is only going to speak to a tiny little sliver of your audience. So if you're not planning for that entire spectrum of the audience that knows you and is ready to buy whatever you announce tomorrow and have a plan for the audience that has no idea who you are, if you're not, if you're not um, showing what you're going to do to, to take people from a dead cold audience to a lifelong raving fan, you're missing out. So Funnel Flows does a very good job of, of actually helping you craft that entire customer journey and put together this, uh, the offer stack. You're gonna know that this, this specific set of pages that we're gonna call a funnel, um, I call them offer funnels because it just, it classifies them a little better. So this offer funnel, this set of pages is going to take this audience through this particular journey and then it's gonna send them to the next journey and the next and the next step and that, it, to me, if you're trying to build that full scope uh, marketing plan, 
there's really not a better tool that lets you get from a high level down to the nitty gritty. You know, what, what is my Facebook strategy? How can I plan that out? What kind of notes do I need to add to it? You know, really getting into all the nuts and bolts of what you're trying to build. Um, funnel flows is the really, is really going to be the best fit. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with, with, I think everything that you just said, one thing that, uh, you've left out was, this looks the sexiest out of out of all of us. <laughs> okay, so I mean, there are there there are features and functionalities that some of the other tools bring. We've got analytics and projections and some of this other stuff, project management stuff like that. Um, they, sorry to say, I mean, maybe uh, there's always redesigns, there's always new icons, there's always stuff like that coming out. But this looks great. I think that's attributed to your design uh, background as well. Yeah, well, and, and so one thing I've noticed, because obviously I, I keep my ear to the ground and, and pay attention to what other people are doing. Um, it seems, I don't know where the, the origin of this is, but if you do shop around, um, to me, I noticed that a lot of the visuals are either very, very similar or identical. I don't know what, maybe there's a graphics kit out there somewhere that's like a good starting point and that's totally fine because for that for that tool it serves the purpose like this little graphic represents a landing page that's great um i designed the graphics for funnel flows myself just based on uh, you know having a web design background and knowing the types of pages that would exist and, and just being able to distill it down into like this little graphic is distinguishable in its certain way um so yeah i, mean, I, I appreciate that yeah, and, and you can you can customize them a little bit better. So, for example, you're seeing um, on on your page icons, for example, if there's a button, you can change the text on the button, and rather than a label above or outside of the thing, it's actually within contained within the the page. And I just think it, it all makes for a really good look. Um, it's not like bright colors all over the place. It's it's uh, it's a very uh, subdued yet you know your eye is pulled in the right directions like your your um your email icons and other external from the page icons are darker in color so it kind of gives that contrast to the page so i i think design is probably one of the top, <laughs> top. <laughs> yeah i appreciate that and, and one thing too um that i that i love about what funnel flows is capable of is just being able to i can actually link elements to other um workspaces so I don't have to clutter, you know, like some people, some people will say, Oh, look at the, I've got the most complicated, um, map funnel map ever. Look how beautiful it is. And there's like lines going everywhere. It looks like a Jackson Pollock painting or something. And, and so what I try to do is actually distill it down into the simplest, like every, every picture that you look at is the simplest amount of information possible, but I'm always linking you to the next thing. And you can sort of drill down and see what's relevant in isolation. So, you know, if you want to see a follow-up sequence, I could show you one email icon and you could click that icon and it can blow up into an entire automation strategy with follow-up and, and tagging and, you know, logic. So you can, if, if your, if your tool of choice can, whatever it can do, you can plan it in funnel flows and have it basically tool agnostic. Let's say you're an active campaign lover, you jump ship on active campaign, want to do Infusionsoft, the automation plan is still the same, right? So you just send that to your team or you take it on yourself and say, this is the plan for this other platform. 
and you're good to go. You know, same thing with landing page builders. As long as you can see these set of pages work in this order and they're going to link here, traffic sources come from here. Um, you know, you can really just isolate everything into, into kind of compartmentalize it um, into the necessary bits for that piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So, and I, and I remember using funnel flows a little bit and uh, I think um, if I remember correctly that you can click on a page icon or an email icon and it'll go to another page within your plan, just a mm -hmm. separate page uh, where you'll have whatever you want to have in there. Just maybe map out your whole, um, well, I guess the mapping would be on the first page, but maybe you'd have your copy, maybe you'd have some images, maybe you'd have some details pertaining to that thing. Um, yeah. Put a little button and, and click it so you can go back. So it's sort of like a, a portal or multi-page, multi-layer um, system for planning, which I think is- Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's talk now a, a little bit about the, uh, you know, the, the industry itself. You know, you're going to continue as being a, um, as being a practitioner. You're going to continue as, uh, you know, in the agency sense, finding out what the needs are. Uh, you've already developed this tool uh, to your needs, so you use it as an agency owner. Do you think that there, that this space is going to go into, you know, this is a particular job role, or that planning alone? Is, uh, is an agency service or a standalone service from somebody? Do you think that this could be a, uh, a job within a larger company to just plan things out? Um, or do you see it more of this being used throughout uh, a process? One person owns that, multiple, I mean, what do you see, what do you see the future of this, uh, you know, these kinds of tools and what people are, are doing with them are gonna continue to do with them? Yeah, I think it's actually pretty versatile because I've, I've had conversations with larger agencies that say, you know, um, we've got the web guy, we've got the copywriter, we've got the photographer, you know, like they have all the different parts and pieces. Um, even an account exec um, can't, not, none, none of those roles are really designed to understand the strategy, right? So I think there is absolutely a role. And this is one thing I've said this at least for well over a year now. For any business, if you're an agency trying to sell services, which are quickly becoming commoditized, or if you are you know, a business owner yourself trying to figure out how to stay afloat, if you do not have a strategy in place, you will struggle to survive. That's the bottom line. So if you're an agency, your power becomes being able to provide that strategy to a business. It gives them you know, kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel. They, they can see the numbers. They're not fumbling around with trying this tactic or that tactic and not understanding why it's failing. Right. Or, um, if you're a business owner, then, then you're not, you're not just buying into whatever, um, you know, opt in, Oh, the funnel to the answer. You, you launch one, you don't have a clue who your audience is, what your traffic strategy is. The copy's way off. You don't know why it works. You think funnels are ruined, but there's always that little bit of piece that's missing is the strategy. So I think there's always going to be a role for somebody that has a deep understanding of the strategy and depending on the scale of the business, that could be somebody that's dedicated full time to doing that. It could be, you know, leveraged in on different levels. Like we're going to, we have a new client to pitch to. Um, this is their background. Give me a high level funnel flow that I can present. That's like step one. Then the sales team goes off, does their thing. Now we've got the client. We're digging into all their parts and pieces. What, what tools do they have to work with? What have they tried before that didn't work? How do we arrange that into something that actually makes sense and 
gets them to you know see the success what can we put in place now what what order should it be belong in those are the kind of things that i think are are going to change the marketing industry um you know we have access to more data than ever before at the same time people are very um, i don't know if you've heard of tech lash but it's like a real thing people are scared of where their data is going how it's being used cambridge analytica scandals you know all this stuff so you have to remember to be have that transparency and authenticity but you marry it with the data and that's where your strategy lies. You're still selling the humans and you leverage what you know and figure out how to create the human connection with the audience. I think that there's always going to be a role for that. And in, in, in 2020 and beyond, it's going to be arguably one of the most critical roles in any business. Yeah. I happen to agree with that. Very, very <laughs> um, yeah. As somebody who's been in, in that role, or even if I come into an agency uh, under a different role, I, that's what I end up doing anyway. Right. Yep. But Hey, look, we c I don't actually understand what's going on. And after talking to about 50 people, I realized that none of them really seem to be able to tell me what's going on. So uh, through yeah, the yeah. bits and pieces I gather, I've mapped this out and then it sort of go through, does this look accurate to you? <laughs> Is this what we've been doing is, you know, uh, and, and try to get everyone literally on the same page. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, where can, where can folks find out more about funnel flows website? Right. Yeah, exactly. Funnelflows.com. Um, we've got a Facebook page. We keep a lot of information on that, a lot of free value. So Facebook and Instagram, you can search funnel flows. Um, we're always pumping out free value there. Funnel Flows has got a trial. Um, if you reply to any email, it goes to me. Um, I do see those. I do respond. And I, I love helping people figure out. Because, you know, even though funnels are out there, they've been out for a few years now, more mainstream, I would argue, um, than before. It's, there's still a lot of mystery around them. People are having frustrations and they're trying to figure out, what does this tool do that the other tools don't? Or none of the tools are going to solve your problem if you don't understand strategy. So one thing I would really, really say as a, as a core takeaway, um, no matter what tool you're using, if, if you don't understand strategy or you don't know how to implement, these tools are always going to be missing something because you can plan out a strategy, get someone else to do it. And if you can't implement, then it's not helpful. If you do the strategy, but can't find someone to implement, then it's not helpful. So, Th this this idea of planning and mapping um, your marketing strategy that's that's useful if you're on the strategy side or the implementation side you have to be one or the other and if not you got to find someone that is so so to me the big takeaway is if you know one part of the other this tool or some of the others might be a, a great fit and a need um, for your business success and if you would like to see a more visual plan if you are a business ask for it and that, that that may be you know a test for you to see how much people are willing to actually share a solid strategy with you um you know because if you're not the, impl the person implementing it then it doesn't do you a whole lot of good anyway yeah um you know with, with the group that uh, in the community that we're running of uh, funnel architects i love the the architect uh, you know comparison right because an architect has to know every side of yeah, the yeah. coin right they have to know you know, where they're building the laws, the ground, the weather, the materials, they need to know about that. They need to know about how the workers do things and what order and how the industry works and how the end yeah. customer is going to use it and view it and what they have to say about it. 
you know, how much it's going to cost, <laughs> you know, <laughs> how, how they could adjust the budget. They need to know everything the architect in order to do. It's not just, it's not just the drawing lines on paper or on the computer. They need to actually, I mean, those lines are representative of all of that knowledge. So, right. Yeah. Go check out funnelflows.com. Um, check them out on, on Facebook, as you said, um, and Instagram too. Yep. And uh, soak up some of the knowledge behind those various pieces, as well as um, uh, getting into uh, funnel flows. If you think this is the right tool for you, jump in, check it out. Thanks again, Jacob. Yep, absolutely. Michaelis. Got it. Nailed <laughs> got it. it. <laughs> got it. <laughs> and I hope to talk to you again soon. Okay. Awesome. Bye. Hey, Funnel Architects podcast listeners, I want to draw your attention to our upcoming virtual event, Funnel Architects Summit. And you can go to funnelarchitectssummit.com to find out more information about this upcoming virtual event. We will have live speakers and workshops, networking, a virtual expo with booths. We're going to have a bunch of great deals there. All of your favorite blueprinting software will be there uh, being represented. Lots to learn about from copywriting to sales to growing a business fast. Uh, even the legal stuff like terms, conditions, policies, trademark law, SMS legalities. It's all going to be there. Just go to Funnel Architect Summit dot com get on the waiting list so that you can register for the event i know it's a ways away but there's lots happening even on that list as we lead up to the event that you're not going to want to miss out on again that's funnel and i'll see you there